Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. Thrilled as always to be joined by the great Nick Kreider, co host of the Charity Stripe Podcast, producer of Believe, all around good guy, DJ. And his one flaw, he's a Padres fan. Welcome wah, to the show. Wah, wah. Wah, wah. We need to add like a little music in. Wah, wah. So many nice things to start. And then yep. there's that. Yeah. It's always been a flaw of mine. It's been years of of uh, misery and depression about my baseball team. But I think things are turning a corner. So we'll see what happens. I think the 0-1 Padres have a real shot this year. That was just such a mean thing to say because there's 162 games to go. Uh, and there's, yeah. it's so funny. Week one in the NFL, we all overreact. Day one in, in MLB, like you can't overreact. There are 162 games. I know. 100%. It's, it's funny when we always see fans that take to the Facebook comments and the Twitter comments and, or tweets and just say, oh, our season's over. We're terrible. We need to redo the, the the roster. It's like you have never watched a single day of baseball in your life. Correct. That's also potentially true of some of sports fans generally yeah. when they get to the Twitter and the Facebook comments. But that may be a whole other podcast. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers have started their season 1-0. and And I went to the game last night. I have to say it was a little funny. It was. I'm sure you've seen Major League, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's that that line when they're going through the roster and the whole thing, like who are these effing guys yeah. or family to show here. And I have to say is they're like, and now you're starting lineup. And they're like, Set, you know, right fielder, Mookie Betts, first baseman, Freddie Freeman. And then, and then obviously we got Will Smith in there, but, I, and then it was like, who are these people? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we got JD Martinez. What, I'm sorry. JD Martinez is in there now. JD Martinez is in there. And I definitely know, who they are because I follow them, but it was, I was like, this feels very major league only because there's so many changes on the Dodgers this year. Right. There's no, there's no Trey Turner, which is devastating. And then of course there's no (sighs) Cody Bellinger. Bet online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season. Get analysis of every play prop and point at bet online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through to the Final Four and the championship game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, to receive your bonus. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. No, there is not. He was sporting a different blue yesterday, blue and red with pinstripes. With pinstripes. How'd that feel? The, um, did you watch it? it? I did not watch the Cubs game. I've been, well, I'm glad you brought this up. I'm going to tell you a funny story. <laughs> well, I think it's a funny story. When he signed with the Cubs, I was on my flight to Seattle because mm-hmm. the San Francisco 49ers, a Thursday night football game against the Seattle Seahawks to win the division. That was a very big game for San Francisco. That was Brock Purdy's third game. He was injured. He was coming off three days rest. They wanted to win the division. 
a very important, very big game for my job that I do. Okay. On that same day on my flight, the Dodgers put out their thank you Cody video. Okay. So I was watching the video on my flight multiple times and I was hysterically crying. (laughs) Hysterically crying. What's wrong with this lady? (laughs) The flight attendant came by and was like, can I get you something to drink? And I was like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. My dad was like, please tell me you did not tell this woman why you were crying. (laughs) I was like, I did not. I mean, hysterically crying. So since that moment though, I've been following the Cubs on Instagram. Yeah. On social. So I've kind of gotten used. I mean, used to would be strong, but used to this Cody in a different uniform thing. I find it very upsetting. I found it particularly upsetting last night at the Dodger game. So the, the, Dodgers new outfielder who has an amazing baseball name, James Outman, which it's a great name. If he's getting people out, if he's continually getting out himself, it's like right. not a great name, Awful. but for last night, he had a nice night. So it was fine. So he, but he made a couple nice catches. I'm not saying like Cody level catches, but a couple nice catches. And some guy a few sections over starts to who needs Cody chant. Now it didn't, it didn't catch on. <laughs> um, and maybe like a couple people class, but I mean, I, I was like, oh, hell no. I mean, I was going to get up. Text and man. That. Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. He says it one more time. I'm going over there and we're going to have words. Uh, but, but he didn't, cause it really didn't catch on. <laughs> he did it himself. Like no one else was interested except for the two people that clapped. And that was the end of it. Don't, but don't you it love was, when, when like fans try to start chants that just don't catch on. They look like complete idiots. Yes. Especially that one. Because we all need Cody. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's true or not true. Cody did not have a hit yesterday, but he did have a walk and a strike. He got on base. I'll give him that. He got on base. So that was more. I, I also want you guys to know that I waited all day to look at the box score because I was afraid. Like I was nervous that he had like three strikeouts or something. You're so, waiting to get to like a safe space. Yes, basically. I got home from the Dodger game. They won. Um, but it was weird. I mean, I will say that it's funny. Fandom is funny because I haven't been, I mean, I cover the 49ers now. It's just different. I certainly yeah. don't want them to lose, but it's just a different feeling. So when with the Dodgers, obviously I'm like a diehard Dodgers fan and Cody's been my favorite player for so long. And it was a little weird yesterday. I was like, I am excited and I want them to win. And I'm so excited to be here. And it's great to be back at Dodger stadium but it has like a little bit of a different feeling. Yeah, no, I feel you. I mean, I've got a lot of friends that are Boston fans. So whenever Tom Brady left the Patriots, it left a really big hole inside their hearts. And I think a lot of them were like, Oh, we're going to become bucks fans until he retires. And we're only going to support the bucks. And that died out really quickly. Like they, they were bucks fans for like a game. And then they realized, what are we doing? We're from Boston. Tom's gone. Mm -hmm. He gave us some great years. We're Pats fans. And so they went right back to being Pats fans and probably watched a total of like four or five Tom Brady games all season long. Unless it was like red zone. And I think like with the Cubs, I'm probably not like watching Cubs games. I'm going to pay attention and I'm going to pay particularly close attention to Cody. I mean, to be honest with you, if the Cubs win every game and Cody doesn't get a single hit all season, then I really don't care about the Cubs. Like really my concern here is Cody's success for his future. Uh, but it, it is kind of, it's just funny. I wonder, do your Boston fan friends feel the same about losing Mookie Betts? 
Um, I would say they felt really bad about losing Mookie Betts, and they still support him. They still love him as a player. However, there's no way in hell they're supporting the Dodgers. Well, that's fair. I mean, that would be kind of that'd be kind of weird. Uh, Mookie. So I was asked last night who is now my favorite player on the Dodgers, and of course, it is Mookie Betts because it was it was kind of a tie, right? Um, and now he's alone in in first place. So, and then I but then I made. I made kind of a funny Mookie joke, but at Mookie's expense, and I feel bad about it, but I'm going to share it on the podcast. He struck out twice, I think, with Brenner's in scoring position. And I said, oh, it looks like Mookie's in postseason form already. (laughs) (laughs) And I I laughed, and then I felt bad about it, but I just wanted to confess it here on the podcast. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that strike out in scoring position, too. So... Well, let's talk about some of your friends at strikeout and scoring position because I think this is an important year for the Padres. Oh no, I'm not. I'm talking about like my actual close friends who strike out at the bar when they're in scoring position. Oh, that see, that was funny. That was funny. The best jokes are when you have to explain them. Yeah, yeah. And that one nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Also, in fairness, I was like very baseball focused, but that is that was a funny joke, and I. We should have you back to make more. Yeah, you're jokes. you're in the zone. Yeah. It's okay. I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But that was funny. Do you want to name them here on the pod? No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> Actually, no. A lot okay. of my friends have girlfriends now, so they used to strike out when scoring position. I don't know. They might still strike out with their girlfriends. I don't know. We don't know. That's a different podcast. But if we want to have them on to talk about it, I'm down for that too. Yeah, air it all out. We could turn this into a full on dating podcast so before we get to my Padres I'd, I'd like to know like yeah. wh- who are the power rings for you and your favorite players you got Mookie but who's second who's third who's working their way up there it's a good question um and I do like I took a deep breath <laughs> like oh, it's a it's a very good question yeah, Freddie Freeman I, right I Freddie Freeman is definitely up there um I, I I really like Will Smith he's just like Mr. Reliable he really was in postseason form last night also um, so I, I would say Will Smith definitely up there kind of a dark horse candidate as someone who could like come James Outman. I mean, maybe center fielders, like kind of a thing, but I appreciated him kind of like Miguel Vargas. These are like people that could like come in right now and make a, make a play. But right. Mookie, of course, number one, I actually think I'm going to go with Will Smith is two. Freddie Freeman, very close there. And I don't know. It's so funny. My friend asked me last night. He's like, how is Freddie Freeman not one of the top favorites? And I, I don't know. It's not personal. Yeah. It's great. No, I feel you. I, I'm, I'm surprised. Like you haven't said Chris Taylor. Cause he's been with you guys for so long. Um, I do love Chris Taylor. And he is also part of one of my greatest memories at Dodger stadium, which would be the game against the Cardinals, the bottom of the ninth. Yep. That was big. Um, that was incredible. Chris Taylor's, yeah, he's definitely up there. Some of them, I would say, it vacillates throughout a season. Like there will be months where you may see a lot of "I love you, Chris Taylor" type of tweets. <laughs> yeah, a lot of "Good morning to Chris Taylor" and "Chris Taylor only" kind of situation. Yeah, I know that. It's but weird. Mookie just, you know, Mookie's all right. They actually put a really fun fact about Mookie up there. He's bold. A 300 twice in his life. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. I knew that. He was a pretty nasty bowler. Yeah. He's really, and he actually did a charity event uh, a few months ago or a couple months ago that was a bowling event. 
it, it is unfortunate that you lost Gavin Lux because I think he would have taken a big, big leap into yeah. your, your power rankings this year, but you're not going to see him that much. So, no, we did see him last night that he was on the field on crutches and it kind of broke my heart. Poor guy. Uh, Gavin Lux, I was so I, here's another little fun fact. I mean, I'm throwing out fun facts that I think are fun. You guys might find them to be entirely unfun, but I was at Gavin Lux's first major league game. Nice. It was September 5th, 2019, I believe was the date. It was Labor Day weekend, the Monday. And he got called up and I was at his first ever major league game. And I do really like Gavin Lux. And I think you're right. I think had he made it. So shortstop's mm-hmm. going to be a bit of an adventure. Yeah. And it already was last night. Yeah. The Miguel's um, now the Miguel bros. We have the Miguel's and I have high hopes for both of them. I really miss Trey Turner for a guy that wasn't on the team that long. I loved him. I mean, so, he did some great things for you guys and now he's going to be lighting it up for a different team. In red. Yeah. I know. And they're had a really... great world baseball classic too. Yes, he did. I think made me miss him even more. Oh yeah. I just couldn't escape him. He was everywhere. I looked Do you, by chance um, who drafted him. Uh, was it the San Diego Padres? It was. I actually did know that. And he and never I got to sit up for us. Oh, that's sad. I know what could have been. What could have been? I think he's kind of an East Coast guy, though. He is. He is. And that's, you know, that's why I think he didn't have a chance in re-signing him, because he wanted to go back to the yeah. East Coast. Yeah, and I somehow have, like, made peace with that, that, like, somehow it wasn't personal. Oh, yeah. I don't <laughs> think it was personal at all. No, it wasn't, but it felt personal to me when everybody left. And it's weird not having Justin Turner there. I mean, things are different on the Dodgers this year. It's a whole different world. Um, I don't have, like... They'll be good. I think they'll be a wild card team. I don't have crazy high hopes. And I don't know if that's just because as a Dodgers fan, I've been so spoiled that every off season they do like these amazing, these huge, amazing signings and they have so much, you know, hype and potential and they're going to win the world series. And then other than the one time recently, they didn't. So this year they didn't do that. So I think in my head, I'm like, well, whatever will be, will be. Right. Um, I almost but- wonder, I want to just wonder if it's better to not have crazy high hopes so you can, you know, be surprised and shocked and not let down in case something crazy happens. That's true. I've gone that route too. And then it made me think, but maybe then this is the year because I don't have crazy high hopes. Right. And then the high hopes come back. I almost hate that. Like the Padres have crazy hopes this year and everyone's projecting them to do super well and win the division and MLB.com's got them winning the world series and people are throwing their Vegas money on them winning the world series. I almost kind of find that a little disheartening because I don't want to be looked at as like a failure this season. And you got a lot of things to look up to. I mean, they're chasing that first world series. That's the first one's always the hardest. That is true. And let's talk about that because there are a lot of expectations. You have Manny Machado. Yep. Um, for those of you who are you just listening, you did not see the facial expression that went with that, but you have Manny Machado. You have Fernando Tatis, who I love. You have Juan Soto, who I'm so jealous about. There's a lot going on on that roster and San Diego teams and teams that come from San Diego and go to other places at times tend to charger. I'm just going to say it because I think everybody knows what I mean. So they tend to charger. Are you a little worried about that with this team? No. Or do you like, okay. So look, the chargers, it's a different situation because I think the chargers for a long time, 
had so many talented rosters with Philip Rivers, Ladanian Thompson, Antonio Gates, Sean Merriman, Tony Cromartie. I can go on. Like Pro Bowlers, Hall of Famers, All Pros, you name it. Like they were constructed of amazing rosters and they would do well during the regular season and then they would find a way to mess it up in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in like really Charger fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Now, the Padres since like the early 2000s, they've won the division twice and they've never had a super competitive, like really off the charts, amazing roster. Like we've been rolling out like lowest payroll in the league type rosters or, you know, guys you've never heard of talk about guys like who the hell are these guys? Like those were mm-hmm. the Padres for the last like 15 years. So the fact now that our new ownership knew as in, you know, last six, seven years, has decided yeah. to like really start spending some money and get true superstar talent on the roster. Like they're going to do all they can to make the championship happen in San Diego. There's going to be no stopping here. Like they're not going to just say, Oh, this didn't work out. We're going to blow it up. Like you're all in your chips are in right now. And you can't back out at this point. Um, and I think that the guys on the roster are too good to let it go to waste. To be honest. I mean, Manny Machado for the last three years has finished in the top five and maybe even top three in MVP voting. Um, Tatis, mm-hmm. of course, is Tatis, and you know he he's had his own struggles, but he's coming back strong. Um, he'll be back April twentieth. Juan Soto, you know, regarded as one of the best hitters in the league, and they add Xander mm-hmm. Bogarts as well. And the rotation is pretty solid, so I think this has got the biggest recipe for success that I've ever seen in the Padres. And they interviewed Jake Peavy last night in the press box, and he was saying like, "Look, this is the best." Padres roster I've ever seen on paper. Like, I don't think that there's anyone stopping these guys, you know, down the road. And maybe it's not this year, but look, the, it's the same roster next year. So yeah. I, I'm, I see what you mean with like the San Diego teams doing that, but like we've rid ourselves of the charging chargers in San Diego. They're, they're over in Los Angeles now. So like, gotten rid of that talk, juju about, talk about a team that's charging. I mean, Look at the Dodgers last year, right? A team that had high expectations. So maybe it's mm-hmm. the Chargers that follow the people with the bad luck. And I will attribute that to ownership because it all stems from the top. And when you have a scummy owner like Dean Spanos and that family that decides to, you know, play with people's hearts and just not mm-hmm. be good guys in general, we've had so many instances with players that they don't treat them well. Um, mm-hmm. it, it tends to probably catch up with you karma wise. So we won't talk too much about the Chargers, but you can tell. And I also think, and I, and this was like part of the discussion. I also think baseball is different because baseball really football emotion can take over there. It's different kind of sports. And it's interesting with baseball because, you know, we always hear that phrase, how can you not be romantic about baseball? And there is something really romantic about baseball, but baseball also is, can you hit the ball and can you get guys out? And th- I mean, that's baseball. It's so fundamental. And so like with the Dodgers last year, all of a sudden that series against the Padres, they couldn't hit the ball right. and that, you know, changes everything. And they were so hot and so hot. And I also think with baseball, you know, it's interesting. There's something to be said for being so far ahead and you're so hot when you're like 20 games, you know, ahead in the division. And I think that that can also catch up to you and the time off and all of that. But at uh-huh. the end of the day, talent, you know, it, it's, it's fundamentals. Can you get hits? Can you get guys home? Yep. Can you get guys out? And if everyone performs, now that's the only thing with baseball that does get interesting is 
slumping and that gets contagious. So like if you're slumping and I'm slumping and then now everybody's slumping. And that is what's interesting about the sport. But I do think the Chargers, just not the Chargers, sorry. The Padres have so much talent on that roster. Yeah. But we'll see. It, slumping is contagious, but also hitting is contagious too. So the reverse yeah. can happen. The whole team can get hot. We kind of went through lulls last year. I, I mean, I think, look, we went far. We went to the NLCS. But during the regular season, there were times where we were not getting everything from all of our, like Jake Cronenworth would be super hot, but Manny Machado would be in a slump. And then Manny Machado would be super hot. And then Hassan Kim would be in a slump. And then, you know, Juan Soto would be in a slump. Like they would slump at different times. And so like, it never all came together at once. There was a couple of times, obviously, but they made the playoffs and went deep. But um, I think, you know, to make a serious run this year, you got to have your guys perform at the same time. And so with a lineup like this, like they're, there isn't a ton of holes. So like you expect your guys, your top tier talent to perform. I mean, our guy that we went out and got in big time in free agency, Xander Bogarts went three for four in his debut last night. So like, that's what I'm looking for. Um, it's going to be a fun season. I'm super excited. I think it's going to be a fun season too. And I think, I actually think the Dodgers for all of my jokes of who are these guys, I think the Dodgers and the Padres are going to be, I think they're still going to be really fun series. And I think that rivalry has become just a super exciting one and one that everybody marks on their calendars. And I think that's going to be the rivalry for a while to come. Cause I don't, I don't really know what the giants are going to do. The diamondbacks are the diamondbacks. So there was a point last night where the Dodgers were down to nothing. And I was like, are they going to lose the diamondbacks? <laughs> I was definitely that a little bit of that fan. in like the fourth inning where I was like, they're going to lose the diamond with game one. This is over. Let's pack it up. Like who cares? I'm curious to see, this is my little, it's not really a hot take, but I, I, you and I have kind of talked about this before that I feel like part of the reason the daughters didn't do a ton this year in free agency is they're saving up to get Otani. Yeah. And I wonder if the angels are far out of it at the deadline, do they try to trade for Otani, sign him to an extension and then things really get going, and that would be fun. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously your your biggest priority in the offseason, and I'm sure everyone's probably still making their party now. I'm sure they're trying to get that relationship already going. Um, the The Angels would be foolish not to deal him at the deadline uh, to get whatever they can, because there's, in my eyes, like, there's no way he's staying there. He wants to win, you know, and you're never going to win in Anaheim. So you should. I <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So we'll see if this comes to fruition. Again, it really isn't a hot take; it's more a take. But right. um, that would. Be I, cool. I, saw a, I, I saw a picture last night on Twitter of a Padres fan wearing a number seventeen Padres Otani jersey. That would be that would be something. That would be something, wouldn't it? It would be something. I don't think he's. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how much? I guess baseball. You could just. It's just how much are you willing to spend? But. Our, our ownership has, says they're still. That's still top priority this offseason. Sim. So, I think. I think. I think that's a big priority for a number of people. We will see. I, I guarantee you, by the deadline, that is going to be. Unless the Angels are just hot as can be, that is going to be the big conversation of this deadline. Is where is Shohei Otani? I love it. Going to go, and I would say just down the road makes a lot of sense. I think, I think to Trey Turner's point, he's the opposite. He's a West coast guy. He wants to be closer to Japan. So So I think that's where we have the edge here. That's yep. It's going to be me and you at that trade deadline. 
you and I are going to be very involved in these discussions. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be calling us. Uh, so a couple little things before we go. I wanted to talk a little bit about the new rules, making everything faster. So went to the game last night. It was about two hours and 45 minutes, which I would say is a little faster. There was a yeah. point in the game where it looked like it might've been a two and a half hour game. And then the Dodgers really started getting guys on base and there were pitching changes and all right. of that. So I think it was a little bit faster. I actually don't know across the league what it looked like, but I have a couple of friends I know that were just watching games. They're like, yeah, it feels a little faster. I actually think in baseball, you save 20, 25 minutes. I mean, as a Dodger fan saving 20, 25 minutes, had me home at 1030 and not at 1130. So that felt like a big win. But did you notice anything as you were watching? Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly really enjoyed the the rate of play. Um, I think the athletic put out that, um, across all 15 games yesterday, it averaged of two hours and 45 minutes. Okay. So So that's progress. That's a win. It's a big win, uh, opposed to three and a half hours, sometimes four hour games. Um, it's a big win just for attention span, of course. And look, if you're going to the ballpark, you're still getting that experience. Um, you're still enjoying it and. I don't think any excitement is getting taken away. I noticed a lot of offense, to be honest. Like, there's a lot of high-scoring games here if you look at the slate. 10-9, you know, Orioles, Red Sox. You have 11-7, Rangers, Phillies, even 7-2, Padres and and Rockies, 7-2, Braves, Nationals, 10-9, Cardinals and Blue Jays. So high-scoring games, and I think, you know, that's one of the biggest things that baseball is wanting is they want more excitement and that comes from offense, yeah. you know, like no hitters are cool. They're historical, you know, there's something to marvel at every once in a while, but I don't want to see a two to zero twins Royals game. You know, like I don't want to see a one, nothing shut. Like those are so boring. If I go to a buy a ticket and I go to game for that, I'm like, ugh, I, I wish I, I hope I got drunk. You know, I hope I at least <laughs> drank a lot of beer and had some good concessions um, and maybe yeah. got the right hat shuffle on the, on the video board, but people love that shuffle. <clears throat> that shuffle is a win every game. Yeah. People love it. Right. But I, I think if you look at it, it's, it's success. And I think the guys are finally adjusted. Uh, there was one, you know, one disgruntled moment where, uh, Rafi Devers got struck out on yeah. a, uh, a pitch clock violation. But as you look at it, most guys are pretty comfortable. They're ready to go. You know, the pitch mm-hmm. is coming quick. Um, there was a lot of strikeouts too. So like there's a lot of offense, but there's also a lot of strikeouts. So I think it's kind of the best of both worlds here. And I love that the band, the shift too. I think that's great for Mm -hmm. offense. So I'm really excited to see like what this actually means in like a whole of statistics this year. Like I want to see the numbers at the all-star break within the season of like how people are hitting, how people are pitching. Well, and I wonder when we talk about slumps, I wonder if it does, do something to help that a little bit, just because if it's coming quick and you don't have that much time to think, and that's the other thing with baseball. If you get in your head, it can mess up everything. I mean, I think that's the the Cody Bellinger issue. When people say what happened to Cody Bellinger, I feel like something's got to be a little bit in his head. And so, uh, by the way, earlier when we talked to Cody, that was Cody corner. I didn't announce it, but I just want to know that was Cody. Corner. But I, I think that there, it'll be interesting to see what that does. Cause I think there's something to be said for that for a hitter. And right. if you just have to go up there and hit the ball and you can't, take all the time and move around and do all your things. And like the, all that, that's, if you guys are watching, you see, I'm doing all these like movements that if you're not watching, you can't see, but you can imagine. So I think there's something to be said for that. 
So, all right, before you go, I want to talk. Try. I was going to do top five baseball movies of all time, but is five too many? Um, no, I think five's great. We did top five Adam Sandler movies the other day, and that's perfect. That was hard. Okay. That was really hard. It is five, five is hard. I think five is hard. Okay, so I am going to let you go first because you're the guest. Okay. I, in order or no particular order? No particular order. Just your face. Okay. I, I know for sure my number one. It's Major League. You, you talked about it earlier. Five. Yeah, that's my number one for sure. Um, I could honestly probably say number two is Field of Dreams. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, I love the Benchwarmers, and that's kind of like a, a goofy one. I've seen that one. You never seen Benchwarmers? Oh man, no! You have to watch Check that out. That's a good one. Um, let's see. I'm at three. Ah oh, man, got to wrap my head around what else is out there. The Natural's a good one, but I don't know if I want to put that on my top five. Bad News Bears. Yes. That's a classic. And then to round it out. Oh. Can I can I put basketball in there? You can. It's your top five. You can do whatever you want. (laughs) Basketball. (laughs) Okay. My okay, my number one is Major League for sure. I know my number two is Bull Durham. I absolutely love Bull Durham. It's such a spot soft spot for that movie. Then in no particular order. I'm going to do Field of Dreams. I think I have to do The Sandlot. Just some principle. The Sandler. Right, because, exactly. Uh, and also because, I mean, it's just so darn cute. And then I would say I'm somewhere, I would say The Natural or Bad News Bears. Maybe I do The Natural because you did Bad News Bears, and I do really love The Natural. You know what else is a, a great baseball movie that doesn't get that much attention? Eight Men Out. Great movie. That. Oh, it's great. It's about the Chicago Black Sox, about the guys who bet on the World Series. And it's uh, from 19, was it 1917 or 19? The movie was made later. But <laughs> that team was not watching a silent film, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> the movie was made way later. Uh, but it's 1917, 1980, maybe 1919, somewhere in that, that uh, the Chicago White Sox, they were called the Chicago Black Sox because they, they bet on the World Series. And um, the players did. And they lost it, but it's a really a great, great movie. Uh, so I highly recommend it. So there you go. I'll watch the Benchwarmers, I'm, and you watch. I'm gonna replace my last one. I'm gonna put Fever Pitch in there. I had more time to think. Good, very good movie. Actually, excellent movie. We put a little bit of it on um, the Fangirl Sports Network Instagram the other day. Um, all right. Before I let you go, tell everybody where they can find you, but not your address, just like online and stuff. No, if they want to stalk me, they can. They can just catch okay, these hands though. <laughs> um you could find me djing at the victorian or uh buffalo club no um you can find me on twitter at nick underscore Kreider, k-r-e-i-d-e-r or on instagram at nikki snacks s-n-a-x mm-hmm. or you can check out our podcast the charity stripe the daily stripe ring the bell pods talk or horns up talk in texas i do a lot Wow, I and I only mentioned one at the top of the show, and you have like 117. Yeah, podcasts. I don't. Need, I don't need a long title. It's okay. I'll do it myself. Okay, well that's fair. Uh, you guys can follow me on Instagram at Tracy Sandler on Twitter at Fortnite's Fangirl. You can follow all of Fangirl on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We are brought to you by Bet Online. We are brought to you by Vivo. And if you guys like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to give us a five star rating and an awesome review. And you guys, it's baseball season. Take me out to the ballgame. Bye, all.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.